This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. Hello, hello. What is up, everyone? Thank you so much. This is Jess from the Geek Dot Collecting Podcast. And woo, I just wanted to get this out because, you know, this week I read a very interesting article and the headline goes like this. My husband blew our son's savings on Pokemon cards. And so, so with a headline like that, I couldn't not read the article like I had to read the article so anyways it was intriguing enough I read it they didn't go into as much detail as I would have liked for example they didn't talk about you know what cards he bought when he bought and if he sold the cards yet but it brought up some really interesting thoughts that I figured I'd share so yeah I just wanted to kind of talk about this and and so the story goes like this in the article a couple in the UK had a son they decide to each month put money aside for his future whether that's uh, you know saving for a higher education um, you know future living expenses or even a down payment on a house they were saving up for his future and when he turns 18 the family looks at the savings account and they see that it's low right? So there were 340 pounds left when initially they'd actually saved up to 21,000 pounds. Now, 
340 pounds is around $457 and 21,000 pounds is approximately 28,000. So they saved up a lot over his lifetime, which is great. It's awesome. That's amazing. That honestly takes a lot of discipline. That's not easy. So anyways, so of course the family is shocked, right? The wife, the son, they're shocked. And it turns out per the headline, the father had spent his son's savings on Pokemon cards because spoiler that's what people do. So my first question, of course, is what compelled him to spend so much on Pokemon cards to begin with. And, you know, honestly, at first, let me preface with the amount that he spent on the Pokemon cards isn't really alarming to me, only because there are people who legitimately are in a position where they can spend that kind of money freely without financial backlash and they enjoy doing that so you know kudos to them they're in a situation where they can do that and they choose to spend their money that way whatever no judgment there from that perspective but you know the alarming thing to me here is why did he go behind his family's back and effectively steal from them i mean that that's really that's really what he did is is he stole from his son's future, right? So anyways, word from word, word for word from the article, he said he'd read that some of the cards are worth up to 105,000 pounds and he thought that he'd be able to, you know, make his son more money this way. So he wanted to literally invest in Pokemon cards and flip for his son so that he can make more money, right? And his reasoning was this, if this is what they're worth now. Just imagine after 50 years what they'd be worth. So, of course, the first important point this man demonstrates here is reading hype of a thing and taking action on something without really doing research. He might have done a little bit of research, but he really didn't do the homework. If he had done the homework truly, he would have had a more nuanced reason, I think, to invest tens of thousands of dollars into Pokemon cards. He would have known that saying something like, if this is what they're worth now, just imagine after 50 years. I mean, it's an insanely shallow way to look at investing in shiny cardboard, right? I, I think we all know that. <laughs> now, if he was talking about putting money into the stock market, this would be a completely different conversation because if he had put money into the stock market, he would have had at least the opportunity to invest in mature, stable markets that have proven themselves over time, <laughs> Instead, he decided to put money into a highly illiquid, highly volatile, highly speculative luxury goods market, right? So simply put, he just doesn't understand how these things work. And, you know, now obviously I'm not a financial investor or a professional investor or a financial advisor is what I meant to say. We know that and I'm not trying to play one on the internet, but I do feel like I know enough to know that if I want to grow my money over time, keeping the long term in mind, I am absolutely putting my money into tr traditional investments like a retirement account, for example, which obviously, you know, is what I do now. I'm happy to do it. I get my matches from my employer, like the max matches. Like that's what I that's what I try to do. And you just keep it consistent, right? So, I mean, I'm happy to do that because, you know, depending on how that account is managed, it is a much, 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 much safer bet, obviously, than 
deciding to take that money each month and put it into Pokemon cards. So anyways, now, of course, this is a little nuanced because he was saving money for his son's adult life and putting it into a retirement account doesn't quite make sense considering the penalties and restrictions associated with that type of account. So, you know, if he lived in the States, he could have put his money into a, a 529 college savings fund. Um, I don't know what they have if there's an equivalent of that in the UK. But either way, there, there are surely, surely there are smarter places to put that money and reduce risk, right? Reduce risk of losing money. So so anyways, he had made a bad move because he had listened to hype probably and, and didn't really consider his options, you know, based upon his end goal, right? He just decided to... S- stick to this one option versus really doing an analysis on the other things he could have done, which was simply just left the money where it was, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm sure he, it was probably in a savings account with a really low interest rate. I'm sure he's like, ah, I need to increase this somehow. And I mean, I don't know, come on. <sighs> Anyways, there's so many other things he could have chosen that were so much safer, right? So, you know, anyways, now that I've finished going down this tangent rabbit hole the other thing they don't tell us is when he bought the cards because that could make or break his situation right Uh, we don't know when he bought them was it before the boom was it after the boom if he had bought the cards before the boom there really was there really wasn't there really weren't many cards that didn't grow in value you know, during those booms, like like initially in the summer and then October, November-ish, you know, right before it started to really, you know, crash and kind of like normalize prices. I don't want to say crash, but probably, probably um, what would be the word, you know, readjust, you know, bring the market back to center. So, I mean, if you didn't have a card in that time that didn't go up in value, you probably did it wrong. I mean, everyone was winning if you had bought beforehand. So anyways, if he so so if he did buy before the boom, he and he decided to sell at the boom, he would have probably made some money. Like I I wouldn't that I wouldn't doubt that. You know, unless he made the worst mistakes ever and just paid the highest he ever could. I don't know. I'm sure there's like a tiny sliver of a possibility where he didn't in that situation. But anyways, so there's that, right? We don't know if he bought before or after. Um, We also don't know what he bought. Did he buy sealed? Did he buy slabs? I mean, sealed, in my opinion, is typically the safer bet if I had to choose between the two, only because at least from a vintage perspective, sealed product will more than likely always go down over time in volume, while the opposite can be said for singles. Now, granted, of course, you know, depending on the card and, you know, again, Again, vintage versus modern, you know, gem, gem mints are safer cards to buy because those populations don't necessarily go up as frequently as, for example, modern, where you're seeing like, you know, pristines all over the place, right? Like the population growth in modern for gem mint cards is crazy. Very shocking, but it makes sense, but it's still shocking. So anyways, so yeah, so so I think that's something that can definitely be said and argued by, you know, if he was choosing between sealed versus singles, I think there's something to be said for that. X-May trophy cards. I think trophy cards are probably the one that kind of is the exception to that rule probably. But the last question I have is, you know, has he sold the cards yet? Does he still have them? Uh, when is he going to sell if he hasn't already? And, you know, if he has, how much did he make? Did he win? Did he lose? They don't mention that in the article. So, you know, my best guess based on the things that he said specifically <laughs> is that he bought vintage slabs during the boom and is sitting on product at a loss. 
because he bought high. I mean, that's obviously the worst case scenario, but that is something that happened, did happen, and it is what it is. So anyways, I I really hope that they're able to figure out their situation in the best way possible. Obviously, there's a lot of information we don't have, so we don't know how bad the situation truly is, right? Other than the fact that he stole from his son, but, you know, I hope that they're able to recover as much money as possible, you know, in the end, and then On another note, I hope to God none of my listeners here have fallen into this trap because it's obviously a terrible place to be. Don't fall into the trap of buying high because you will sell when it's low. That's just what's going to (laughs) happen. Don't put, you know, money into shiny cardboard that you can't lose. Buy things that you want in moderation and just be smart about it, right? I mean, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes and I've learned from most of them, I think. But at the end of the day, I'm not putting money into my collection that I can't lose. That's just not what I'm doing. And I also don't. Yeah, I'm just not. (laughs) So, you know, anyways, at the end of the day, you know, be smart. Don't stop learning and, you know, always try to focus on, you know, collecting the things that you want to collect. So, yeah, I mean, you know, again, the situation is probably more nuanced maybe than what the article is giving us information for, but hopefully it works out in the end. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Peace, y'all. Thank you.